it kind of changes things. But this verse, teach us to number our days that we may gain a heart of wisdom. Why would you gain a heart of wisdom by numbering your days? Does it make you wiser just to have a calendar or to pay attention to the clock? So how do you gain a heart of wisdom by learning to number your days? Hmm? Okay. Why would numbering your days matter? Use your time wisely. Okay. Let me ask you, like, I know we all live different periods on this earth. Now, but the thing is, none of us know the time we have. Now, listen, I'm not telling you any of this stuff to make you sad or to scare you or anything like that. So don't, don't think I'm an emo pastor and I'm trying to make you in your feels. But what I'm going to tell you is, your time is numbered and your time is limited. How many of you, when you are given money and you know you've only got $20, you realize I'm not going to spend my $20 on something dumb because I have things I want to spend that money on? You're smarter with your money when you know you only have a limited amount. Like, I know how much is in my bank account, so I'm not going to spend what's in my bank account on little things when I need to save it for things. Like, I had, okay, low-key, I had a dream one day of opening up a comic book shop, like coffee shop in my city. That's something I wanted to do. It's been on my radar forever. It's been something like every time a building goes up, and like my dream was that there's a GameStop right in my town, and I wanted to open up my comic book shop and coffee shop right beside our GameStop. And because I thought that would be the perfect spot, and I was so excited about doing it. Right? You're with me? Let's do it. Um, but I've, I've wanted to do it. Well, guess what? The store beside GameStop just went up for sale. And I'm eyeballing it, I'm thinking about it, I'm like, do I have the resources to do this? If you had asked me that six months ago, I had money in savings just to open a comic book shop. Like, we had been wise with our money. My kids all have college scholarship funds started. My kids all have money to buy their first car in the bank. Not enough to buy the whole car, but it started. Um, so my kids' college is started. My kids' cars are started. Our house is paid off. Our cars are paid off. We've been wise with our money. And we're thinking, all right, we've got this money in savings. That's Hector's comic book shop money. Like, my wife was like, cool, that's fine. Our house is fine. All our needs are met. That's our comic book shop money. Then we got a hurricane and a flood. And 89% um, of my comic book shop money was used to fix our house after the hurricane. So now I'm looking at that store beside GameStop, and six months ago I'd have been like, yeah. But I don't have the resources to spend now. I've barely got enough to start. Like, I've got enough to, like, pay a month's rent and buy one week of comic books, and that's about it. And I'm like, I can't do this now. Because I realize I don't have the resources right now to spend on what that's going to require. I didn't silence my phone, and that's my bad. Um, but... The thing that I'm telling you, this is, you, just like I don't have the resources to just spend frivolously on a comic book shop right now, you need to realize your time is a resource given by God. When you learn to number your days, when you learn that your days are limited, 
that you actually need to be wise with how you use your days. It changes how you act. I only get um, five Sundays a year I can't be at church. I'm a pastor. My full-time job is to be at my church. So I get five Sundays a year I can be away from my church. Not vacation for ministry. So, like, my church says, we know you do a lot of ministry stuff. You do, I, I do ministry at Comic-Cons. I do ministry at camps. And my church knows I get five Sundays a year just to go do ministry other places. So when I'm presented with an opportunity to go do something, I have to weigh my options. Is that really how I want to spend one of my weekends? Right here, this, tomorrow, is one of my five Sundays for the year. Because I thought y'all were worth coming and spending one of my five Sundays. So when another Comic-Con or another camp hits me up and says, can you come do this camp? If it requires a Sunday, I'm not doing it. Because I've already put where my five Sundays go for the year. What would it look like if you realized every day, minute, and year of your life is a resource that you need to decide what you're going to do with? When we do that, our hearts gain wisdom. We gain understanding. We're going to play a video, and I want you to check this video out. I think we're going to play this video, and I'm sure it's going to run perfectly smoothly, and we're going to have no problems. So see, I know it's going to be a dude talking just for a few minutes. Seriously, just pay attention, okay, because it's pretty cool. These are roughly 28,835 jelly beans. I counted out 500 of them and used those to weigh the rest. In this pile, there's one jelly bean for each day that the average American will live. You might have more beans in your life, or maybe less, but on average, this is the time we have. All right, round two. These are roughly 28,835 jelly beans. I counted out 500 of them and used those to weigh the rest. In this pile, there's one jelly bean for each day that the average American will live. You might have more beans in your life, or maybe less, but on average, this is the time we have. Here's a single bean. It's your very first day. A special day, but kind of a rough day on everyone involved. Add 364 more and you have the first year of your life. Now, for a sense of scale, here are your first 15 years. 5,475 days. Pause right there, Paul. us to the threshold of adulthood. And at that moment, this is the time that we have left. And this is, on average, what we will do with all that time. We will be asleep for a total of 8,477 okay. days. If we're lucky, some of that time we'll be sleeping next to someone we love. We will be in the process of eating, drinking, or preparing. You got it? All right, can you? All right, I'm going to go back there. Hold on one second. Um, is it struggle busting? Okay, can you go back to that spot without struggle? It's like right when it had the little sunrise thing at about 20,000 or something. Keep going, keep going. Almost there. Right there. Go back to where that little sun was. Perfect, right there. Now. Right here, y'all, this is, this spot right here 
is the days most of you have lived so far. What's, what's your average age? How many of you are 15? How many of you are 14? 13? Okay. In general, I know it gets some younger, but bottom line, this is what you've already used of your life so far. If you live on average 70 to 80 years, you've used that. This is you right now. This is your life. By the way, extra bonus points. Not now. Do it later. There's a Bible verse that says that a man is given 70 years to live. That that's the base number. After Adam and Eve and everybody living for hundreds and hundreds of years, there's a Bible verse that actually says a man is given 70 years to live. Find it. First person to bring me a Bible and show it to me gets prized. Don't look it up now. I won't count it. Um, but right here, this is what you have used of your life so far. Now, when you compare that to that, that's pretty cool. Knowing this is everything you've had so far, this is what you got left. Now, this is considering you live in a ripe old age and everything else. But how many of you, is it a little sad or scary to realize that much of your life is already gone? Okay. Now, keep in mind this. I'm almost, I'm 37. So I'm probably like here. Like I got maybe this much left. And watching that thing about, think about it. You're, this much of your life is already gone. Do you feel like you've done good stuff with it yet? Or do you feel like you've been waiting for it to start? How many of you feel like you're just waiting for life to actually get started? I'm going to tell you this. Your life has begun. Your life has officially started. What you do with your time right now will impact the rest of your life. If you are here, if you are aged to be here, whether that be fifth grade and up, whatever, the stuff you do now literally will impact the rest of your life. Stop waiting for life to start. Life doesn't start in high school. Life doesn't start in college. Life doesn't start when you get married. Life doesn't start when you get a job. Life has begun, and you've already used this much of it. You've already used that much. You need to go ahead and start realizing God has given you a number of days in this life, and he puts you here for a purpose. And he wants you to use the time you have wisely. But think about it. If you feel like you're okay with what you've done by that point, awesome. You know what, with that much of my life, you know what I did? I played video games. And I read comic books. And somewhere in this point, I met Jesus. But if you were to look at just my 15 years of life, I didn't accomplish much. Real talk, though. I won the North Carolina Video Game Championship when I was 13. Thank you, thank you, thank you. But that was legitimately, if you were to cut my life off right here, I hadn't done much. <coughs> I hadn't accomplished much. I didn't have much to show God with what I'd done with his resources. But I'm going to tell you this, going forward, if you live a ripe old age, these are the days you've got left. What are you going to do with them? That's why when God says, teach us the number of our days that we may gain a heart of wisdom, when you actually realize that your time is going, you realize you need to do better things with it. Now, doing fun stuff, doing silly stuff, enjoying your time, that's not a waste of time. 
One of the Ten Commandments is to rest. God tells us that we're supposed to rest weekly, that there's a Sabbath day created for your rest. You are supposed to actually rest. In Ecclesiastes, it tells us that there's nothing a man could do that's better than to enjoy his life and the work that he does. So enjoying your life is not a waste of time. Rest is not a waste of time. Those aren't bad things. But what are you going to actually use the time God has given you for? All right, we're gonna, let's go ahead and keep playing the video. I don't think I'll pause again, so you're good. And at that moment, this is the time that we have left. And this is, on average, what we will do with all that time. We will be asleep for a total of 8,477 days. If we're lucky, some of that time we'll be sleeping next to someone we love. We will be in the process of eating, drinking, or preparing food for 1,635 days. We'll be at work, hopefully doing something satisfying for the equivalent of 3,202 of those days. 1,099 days will be spent commuting or traveling from one place to another, maybe a little bit more if you live in LA. On average, we will watch television in one form or another for a total of 2,676 days. Household activities like chores and tending to our pets and shopping will take another 1,576 days and we will care for the needs and well-being of others, our friends and family, for 564 days. We'll spend 671 days bathing, grooming, and doing all other bathroom-related activities, and another 720 days will do community activities, like religious and civic duties, charities, and taking classes. After we remove all those beans, this is what remains. This is the time that we have left. Time for laughing, swimming, making art, going on hikes, text messages, reading, checking Facebook, playing softball, maybe even teaching yourself how to play the guitar. So what are you gonna do with this time? How much of it do you think you've already used up? If you only had half of it, what would you do differently? What about half of that? How much time have you already spent worrying instead of doing something that you love? What if you just had one more day? What are you gonna do today? All right, you're good. Now, to ask you this, how many of you that made you sad? <laughs> how many of you that was, made you want to cry? How many of you that scared you? <coughs> now, realistically speaking, you know, on average, if we're living to 70 plus years, we're looking at 28,000 days of our lives. That sounds like a lot. But I'm going to tell you this, the older you get, the faster the days go. The, you know, I've got kids that I still think are toddlers, and they're like 12. Um, because my, once I start having kids, my kids are growing fast. Like, I don't even see my own life going anymore. I see my kids' lives going. I'm going to tell you this. God tells us in that scripture, teach us the number of our days that we may gain a heart of wisdom. When you realize that the time you have on here is short... The time that we have on this earth is short. Don't waste it. Don't waste your time here. Okay, that's a, if, if nothing else, realize when you number your days, you're gaining wisdom in God's eyes. Let's go to the next verse. Now, it's a big chunky one. This is in James 4. Now listen, you who say today or tomorrow we will go to this city and spend a year there, carry on business, make money, why do you even, or why you do not even know what will happen tomorrow. What is your life? You are a mist that appears for a little while and then vanishes. 
Instead, you ought to say, if the Lord's will, if it's the Lord's will, we will live and do this or that. As it is, you boast in your arrogant schemes. All such boasting is evil. If anyone then knows the good they ought to do and doesn't do it for them, it is a sin. So James is saying, you know, listen, how, you, know, you guys make plans. How many of you have made plans that didn't work out? Right? That happens. That kind of stuff happens all the time. And literally, you know, we've mentioned, I've mentioned just a second ago, I live in a city that has been underwater twice in the last four years. Like hurricanes have come through and flooded. Listen, every time those hurricanes came through, I had plans for those times. And when, now you think a hurricane comes through and that's just a, you know, oh, that's a one or two day thing. When the hurricanes come through, that shuts down our world for like three months. Our kids don't get to go back to school for months. People don't have places to live for months. Like they say for full recovery, it takes three years from the time of a devastating flood to get life back together. We had only made it two years before it happened again. You know, um, I, I pastor a church in Lumberton, North Carolina, and we had been a mobile church, meaning that our church didn't want to invest in a building, so we rented places, and we would move in, move out every Sunday. So we like, had like a tractor-trailer truck that had all of our gear in it, and for years, we met at different places. We met at a movie theater, um, and we would roll in, roll out, in time for people to watch their movies. Like, uh, we did that for years, and then we rented a high school, move in, move out. Finally, a building came open for us. We're like, all right, so the building was empty inside. We had to tear everything that was there out, start from scratch. We spent three full months <coughs> fixing this building up. We were officially in our building one week before it got flooded out. <coughs> I spent three whole months of my life daily doing construction. And we were in our building one full week. And the entire place got destroyed. There was water four feet through the entire building. Um, the first, you know, it's, it's just one of those things. We didn't have plans for that. <coughs> Sorry. So not only do we need to understand we need to plan our time wisely, we need to also understand we don't know what's going to happen. Now, just because we don't know what's going to happen, that doesn't mean we shouldn't make plans. But what we need to understand is we need to make plans understanding it might not go that way. God might have different plans and that we really should consult God in what our plans are going to be. Now, God is not going to straight up send you text messages, hey, put this down on your calendar or hey, do this by this time. He's not going to send you like Facebook updates or a Snapchat to say, you know, be here. You know, the creepy geolocation thing on Snapchat where it shows where people are. God's not going to ping a thing and say, hey, go there. That'd be weird. Um, but what I'm telling you is this. You do need to make plans, but you need to make plans according to the fact that you don't know what will happen. You need to make those plans in God's eyes and with God's understanding that you aren't going to have all the answers. If you look at any story in the Bible you can probably point to a situation where things didn't go how people thought they were going to go. You can do the same thing in your life. So let's not be proud. Let's not be arrogant. 
yes, we need to use our time wisely because our time is limited. But realize, it might not go the way you think. As that verse says, you don't, um, you don't even know what will happen tomorrow. What is your life? You are a mist that appears for a little while and vanishes. Now, let me ask you this. Outside of the Bible, how many of you can name one person that lived 200 years ago? Okay. Okay. Tell me about Mad King Ludwig. Okay, that's one person. Who else can name somebody from 200 years ago or more? Now, how many of you realize that you don't know much about anybody that lived more than 200 years ago? Outside of biblical people, because we study that book all the time, most of you don't know anything about people that lived 150 years ago or 200 years ago. Who you got? Okay. All right, George Washington, is that 200 years ago? Yeah. Okay, just checking. See, I'm just doing your math, homie. All right, what do you got? Columbus, okay. Who? John Bunyan. Who's John Bunyan? Okay. Da Vinci, okay. See, look, we're getting some more. Odysseus, okay. Okay. King Tut. All right, now look, we've gotten 15 or 20 now. But think about it. They, you, they named 15 or 20 people that lived a few hundred years back. But how many people have come and gone since then? Millions and millions have come and gone, and y'all are struggling for two dozen. Think about this. When he says... What is your life? You are a mist that appears for a little while and vanishes. Listen, I'm only talking about your life here on earth. If you know Jesus Christ, your life in heaven is an eternal, and that's a whole different story. I'm only speaking right here about earth, okay? Earth timeline, where we're at. Unless you do something really great or really horrible, you will be forgotten that you were even here. In 150 years, 200 years, unless you do something amazing, or horrible, the rest of the world is going to forget you even existed. Now, you say, well, my family loves you. But listen, how many of you know the name of your great, 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 great grandfather? Okay, a handful of you. Awesome. I don't know. I don't know anybody past my great grandmother. I don't even actually know her name. I just remember what she looked like. I don't even know her name. Think about it. Your life is literally a mist here on this earth. Unless you do something amazing or horrible, your time here will be forgotten. All of your accomplishments, all of that stuff is going to one day be gone. So what does that tell us about what we do here? Some of the stuff we do here doesn't really count. Think about it. What did I say my big accomplishment was when I was 13? I was the video game champion in North Carolina. You know, you know who sponsored that championship? Blockbuster Video. 
So I, I, now listen, when I was 13, I won the Blockbuster Video Game Championship for North Carolina. We competed, we competed in three games. NBA Jam, uh, Ninja Turtles Tournament Fighters, and a game called Clay Fighters. None of those were great games. NBA Jam was cool, but the rest of them weren't great. I had to compete against everybody in my region, and then I had to compete against all of the winners from the region against the whole state, and I beat everybody in the entire state. I got a medal. I got every video game that we played. I got a new copy of it. And then I got Blockbuster Rentals, one video game rental a week for life. But guess what? My life lasted longer than Blockbuster. <laughs> Blockbuster's gone. There is one Blockbuster left in Oregon. There might be one in Alaska, but in America, there's one left in Oregon. I mean, Alaska's America, too, but <laughs> con continental. Um, I know it's, it's on the crack, but there's one Blockbuster left in Oregon. So if I want free video game rentals, one a week for life, Oregon. I got to drive to Oregon. Because listen, something I was told would last forever didn't because it didn't matter. Listen, remember how we looked at that diagram with the jelly beans in the video? And he said, all these things you need to do? Well, realize, unless what you're doing here actually matters here and in heaven, it's not going to matter much because eventually it's all going to be gone. Now, there are things, if what we're doing, how you love people, how you treat people, the things you do like that, that stuff is good here, but it also matters in heaven. So we need to make sure that what we're doing will matter and last beyond our time here. So not just doing awesome things here, is your stuff going to last when you're gone? Because realistically speaking, I'm going to be forgotten. Unless I get really bad or really good, <coughs> nobody's going to remember me in 200 years. Nobody's going to remember me in 200 years. How old is Tapawingo? 1948. So Tapawingo is only that many years long. That's not long. That's less than 80 years. That's less than 80 years. There is no guarantee that this place will be remembered in 120 years. Do you know how many kids and lives have been changed in this exact spot? Do you know how many people have come through here and their eternal destinies, their life, they've gained eternity, their lives have been changed, they've been challenged, they've been strengthened. I've seen couples get meet here that get married. I've seen relationships that last for generations built here. One day this will be gone. You think about it, the stuff that we know, we only know from a few hundred years. Batman, two weeks ago, just had his 80th birthday. Batman uh, started in 1939, and they just celebrated 80 years of Batman, 1,000 issues of Detective Comics. But, like, literally, I've known Batman my whole life, and guess what? Batman will probably outlast me. Batman will probably outlast most of the work I do in this life. Like tw three, four hundred years from now, Batman might still be a thing. I don't know. But I don't know these things. But what I'm going to tell you is this. What you're doing in this life will eventually be gone. 
is it going to last? Is it going to last in heaven? Is it going to last here? Is it going to make a difference? Because listen, when the people built this camp in 1940, did they, do you honestly think they thought in 2019 there's still going to be kids here? Probably not. I built, I, I was one of the people that built the camp in North Carolina at, at Camp Grace. I literally laid the blocks. I lived out there before anybody else. And it still surprises me to see what's happening 20 years later. Live your lives making sure that what you do is going to matter because just like that verse tells us, we don't know what's going to happen. Our life is short and will eventually be gone, and we should base our plans not just on us, but on how it affects or what God determines in it. Let's go to the next verse, and this will be our last verse for this session. Be very careful then how you live, not as unwise, but wise, making the most of every opportunity because the days are evil. Therefore, do not be foolish, but understand what the, understand what the Lord's will is. Check this out. Be very careful then how you live, not as unwise but wise, making the most of every opportunity because the days are evil. Therefore, do not be foolish, but understand what the Lord's will is. So here's the things we've said. You need to number your days so you can gain wisdom. You need to make sure that what you're doing is going to last. You need to make sure that what you're doing actually involves God's plan. But it says make the most of every opportunity because when it says the days are evil, it's not just saying that there's scary things in the world. The world we live in is corrupted by sin. It's corrupted by Satan. And we actually have to make an effort to do good work here because we're going against the grain. We're going against the grain. Make, a, make ev the most of every opportunity because the days are evil. Therefore, do not be foolish, but understand what the Lord's will is. These are conditionary, y'all. You will not be able to make the most of every opportunity until you understand what the Lord's will is. You can make a great effort, but the best way for you to make the most use of your time is to actually understand what God wants for your life. Because when you understand what God wants for your life, you can make a lot more use of your time. All right. Can you come here? Would you mind? All right. Stand right up here. All right. Play the game for me. I have a game in mind. Play it. Now, all right, first off, he doesn't know what game to play, does, do you? Okay, so it's really hard for you to actually win this game, isn't it? Okay, so what's something you could do to make this easier on you? Okay, so. All right, so you asked me, is an older game? Yes, it's an older game. It's an arcade machine. No, it's from an arcade machine. Now, look, you see what he's doing? He's actually making an effort to figure out what the game is. You know, a straight up easier way would be to say, hey, what game is it? <laughs> um, I mean, because look, he was asking some around the bout questions, but literally all you, you could have just said, hey, Hector, what game do you actually want me to play right now? Um, and I could have said tic-tac-toe, or I could have said I spy, or I could have given you any other game. But listen, thanks, man. I appreciate it. By the way, great Powerline shirt. Um, I love a goofy movie. Um, 
It's my favorite Disney movie that's not considered a classic Disney movie. Um, but here's the thing. He couldn't play the game because he didn't know what I wanted. Some of us are out here doing our best at life without actually finding out what God wants you to use your life for. If, I, if, I, if he would have came up here and just started playing random games, he may have eventually done what I wanted. But it would have been a lot easier for him to actually find out. So if you are going to make the most of every opportunity, if you are going to be wise, the best thing you can do for how you're going to use your time is actually find out what God's will for you is. Now, listen, God's will for you may not be some big thing where he gives you a burning bush and says, do this. But let me tell you something. The Bible is filled with instructions and commands about how he wants every Christian to live. Start doing those, and when God gives you more specifics, follow it. Don't wait around to start obeying God until he gives you some burning bush moment. Actually get into his word, pray, be involved in a community of believers, be involved in a church, be involved in ministries. Do these things so that you can understand what God's will is. Because if you don't understand what God's will is, it's hard to use the time he gave you wisely. So, number your days, make what you do last, and use your time wisely. Because, listen, time is literally ticking. Your jelly beans that you saw, they've been moving away while we're sitting here. I wear this big honk and watch. Most of the world has moved on to doesn't even use watches anymore. But I wear this watch specifically because... It's loud. Like, if I'm sitting, if I'm in a room this big and it's quiet, you know what I hear? Tick. I hear ticking. Like, hearing it right now, listening to the ticks. It's not quiet enough with all the electronic, the white noise and stuff. But I hear the ticks. And you know why? I, I, don't, I have misophonia, if I'm saying that right, where... No, persistent noises and chewing and stuff like that, it drives me bananas. Like, I, it drives me crazy. But I actually like the tick because it reminds me of this. I like the clock reminding me, hey, are you using your time wisely? Sometimes I don't even wear a watch that works as long as it ticks. Because I just like that tick to remind me, hey, your life is moving. Hey, your time is running out. Your jelly beans are going. What are you going to do with your time? Let's pray together, and you guys got lunch coming up in a minute or two. God, I love you. I thank you for being the God that you are. And you have given us time here on this earth, and God, that time is such a blessing. Help us not to use it unwisely. Help us to realize that our days are short, our time is numbered. And God, you want us to do powerful things. You want us to do great things. You tell us in your word, and that's my favorite verse, God, Whatever you do, do it with your whole heart to God, not to man. Colossians 3.23, God, you gave us that verse. And help us to do that, to live that out, that we would use every minute, every second you have given us to our fullest potential, knowing that our time is limited, but that we can trust you. And as we learn more about who you are and what you want from us, we can become who you call us to be. Help us to be that, God. Help us to learn to listen. Help us to obey, help us to follow. In Christ's name, amen.